Hello and welcome to the Healed with Alyssa podcast. I am so excited for you guys to learn more information from me. This podcast is going to be all about helping heal your child and your family naturally without drugs or surgery. So let's get into it. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Healed with Alyssa podcast. Today I want to discuss about how trusting the science of vaccines have caused my family a lot of pain and distress. So if you don't know me or this is the first time you're listening to this podcast, my name is Alyssa Siegel. I am a family nurse practitioner and I worked 10 plus years in the regular medical system. And I, uh, in the last few years, I actually opened up my own holistic practice to help families get well naturally without the use of drugs or surgery. So this story is what caused me to leave Western medicine. Um, I was warned by many, many people that I should not give my child any vaccines when I was pregnant. And I was like, oh, no, there's no way. Like, you're just like, you're one of those quacks. You know, you believe in all these different stories. And that could never happen to my child. Like, Autism and vaccines has been disproven. So these were my thoughts when I was pregnant with my child and I really stuck to my guns and my mom really wanted me to do vaccines one at a time because she thought that would be better for my son and I went along with it for sure. But I definitely didn't think vaccines would do any harm to my child's health. Like never in a million years did I think that this would ever cause issues in my child or my family or my own health. I had many vaccines in my past. Before I got pregnant, I traveled to Africa and Indonesia. And before going there, you have to get a lot of vaccines. So I got the hepatitis A, I got oral typhoid, I had to take different malarial medication while I was in these countries. So I had a lot of vaccines before I went to Africa and Indonesia. And then I also had the flu shot when I was pregnant with my son because I was working as a travel nurse in the pediatric ER in Connecticut while I was pregnant. So I did not have a choice at this point. I personally never got flu shots before that because in the past, flu shots actually made me always sicker. I would never get the flu, but the few years that I got the flu shot, like as a as a new grad nurse, you know, you have to get a flu shot. I had the flu so bad, I was knocked out for about a week and a half. So after that, I was like, no way. Does it make sense? Why did I even get the flu shot if it doesn't even work? So this was my thoughts on vaccines. I, you know, I believe they work. I believe they were safe. I think they were um, there for a reason to protect us. And my whole life got turned upside down when my son was five months old. 
So we went to the doctor for a routine well visit. And what a routine well visit is for an infant, basically it's just a shot visit. So you get your shots and you go on your way. That's what a routine well visit is. And my son had one shot and everyone always asked me, they're like, what shot was it? And I really don't think it matters what shot it was, right? I think it's just an accumulation of toxic load on the body. But I do believe that it was the the DTAP was the one that he got. And that kind of broke his camel's back, I guess you want to say. Um, some parents do not get any kind of warnings like this. And I am grateful that I did get some kind of warning because if I would have continued giving him vaccines, he probably would be on the autism spectrum because his toxic load was so high due to me during pregnancy, right? So I talk about this a lot and I probably sound like a broken record, but it is so, so important to detox your body and bring down your toxic load before you ever get pregnant, okay? So most people plan for their weddings two years in advance, but people do not plan more than a few weeks, not even, I don't even think a few weeks for their pregnancy. They just say, oh, I'm going to try and then that's it and then they get pregnant or if they don't, then they go to a fertility doctor. So I will do a whole nother episode on um, fertility and pregnancy because I think that is so, so important. But back to my story, (laughs) my son at five months after this visit that we had where he got an injection, he was up screaming the whole night. I could not soothe this child no matter what I did. And at this time, he was in his like little bassinet next to me. And I was very against bed sharing at this time. At this point, I feel differently about about bed sharing. I think there are safe ways to do to, you know, co-sleep, to bed share with your children um, in a, you know, in a healthy manner because I think kids are innately want to be next to their parents. So that night he was up screaming for hours and hours and I could not get him to calm down. No matter what I did, I would try to feed him. I would try to soothe him as best I could. I couldn't do anything to help this child. Screaming, bloody murder. Like, I I did not know what to do. And as a mom, as a nurse, right? I'm a nurse practitioner. I was like, I, what am I supposed to do for this child? At one point I thought I was going to call 911 because I was like, like he's been screaming for hours. Like, what am I supposed to do here? And it was horrible. Just thinking about it, it makes me want to cry because at that point I'm like, why did I do this to my child? And before this point, he was sleeping through the night. He was an amazing sleeper. At like eight weeks, he slept through the night. And I was like, oh my God, like everyone was so jealous. They're like, I can't believe your child's already sleeping through the night. And I was like, it was amazing, right? I felt really rested because newborn stage is exhausting. So by eight weeks, he was sleeping through the night and I'm like, this is awesome. But nope, five months came, he had his well visit and that was the end of that. And he was up screaming like that every night for over a year, over a year. This caused so much distress 
in my relationship with my son's father and then really caused so much distress within my whole family with my relationship with my mother my relationship with my father because everyone had an answer what they thought was the right thing to do and I did not want to do any of those things so from that day on I stopped giving any shots to my child and now he is three years old and I will never put another injection into his body because the body was not designed to get health from injections. So I don't know, whatever you believe in, God, universe, did not design us to be getting health from an injection, right? So this um, COVID vaccine, flu vaccines, all the childhood vaccines are never, were never intended, right? This is a, a plan by bigger, bigger people here. So besides the up all night screaming, right, he also started to have severe food sensitivities. You may have heard my son's story a little bit as well, but he was only able to eat two foods. So at this point, at the five months, he was still breastfeeding and um, then he started having blood and mucus in his stool. He, I mean, it just went so south very quickly with this. And looking back, you know, because he did have a bunch of shots, I would say he had at least one dose of each shot, you know, like the hep B, the, the, he even had the rotavirus, which I did not want to give him. And I definitely should not like, that doesn't make sense. Why was I giving that to him? Even the hep B doesn't make sense. Why are we giving a newborn baby a shot to prevent hepatitis B. Hepatitis B is a is for people who are drug users. Like what? Does it make sense? Why are we giving that to newborn babies the minute they are born? That is one of the shots they're giving in the hospital. I can go on and on all day for this. And it just doesn't make sense. And like my logical mind, I was like, what what was I thinking? Right. So he had all of the shots. He had, you know, the DTAP. I think so. I think this time when he got this reaction was his second dose of his DTAP. He also had the, um, you know, the pneumococcal one, which I remember when he had that one. He did not, he was not happy after that one, but it didn't cause like such severe issues. So he had, he started getting really bad food sensitivities with my breast milk. So I was going on a total elimination diet with myself, which is very hard when you're breastfeeding, right? So I first I cut out dairy, then I cut out gluten, then I cut out, you know, like any kind of processed foods. Then it's, he was still having severe food sensitivities. Then I, I mean, I went on a whole, like you can't imagine a whole rabbit hole of trying to decrease what I was eating. Eventually, I was eating like three foods trying to breastfeed this child. And people were like, well, why don't you just give him formula? How could he tolerate formula when I was eating three foods and he was still not tolerating it? Formula has like 500 ingredients. It just didn't make sense to me. I was like, there's no way that I can give my child formula when when that formula has like 500 ingredients and it's so inflammatory. It's canola oil, soybean oil. I mean, corn, solid, 
syrups is the first ingredient. I was like, there's no way my child's going to tolerate that. And I was determined to breastfeed. I wanted to breastfeed him for two years. Like that was my goal. Um, besides the being up screaming all night long, right? And I was, at this point, I was getting no sleep. And eventually it really started to Im- impact my health. I started having like almost like an autoimmune disease, a flare up and just the stress of trying to help my child and no one had any answers. Um, the doctor who, you know, after we went back for like our next follow-up visit, I um, was like, you know, we're not giving him any more shots right now. I need to hold off. I was like, I'm eating three foods and then I'm injecting him with um, a shot that has dairy in it. I was like, that makes absolutely no sense. I was like, absolutely not. We're not giving him anything else at this point. And um, yeah, we stayed in that practice for a little bit. But then at one year old, when he was one years old, we got kicked out of the practice, which was fine, whatever. It was a blessing. We eventually found someone else. But I mean, I don't, at this point, I don't really need a doctor for anything. Like we do all holistic natural remedies. We just, you know, he goes for a physical once a year. So that's all we use a doctor for. But um, it's really hard because parents come to me and they're like, I'm so scared. How will my child go to school? You know, what if my doctor kicks me out? okay, that's fine. Let your doctor kick you out. And I just posted this on my Instagram stories the other day. And I was like, people ask me like, how do you say no to your doctor for giving vaccines? And I'm like, you just say no. No is a complete sentence. You have fully, you have full control over your child's health or your own health. The doctor can make their recommendations, but when it comes down to it, you have full control over what you want to do with your child's health. And I mean, I see such a difference for kids that are vaccinated and are unvaccinated fully, right? The kids that are vaccinated are constantly sick, constant runny nose. Their immune system is a mess. They have severe eczema. They have food allergies, right? Like peanut allergies are so common. Tree nut allergies are so common. Why is this? Is because has a lot to do with the vaccines and the toxins that we are consuming. So in addition to my son having the food sensitivities and waking up screaming all night long, he also started to have eczema. And if you haven't listened to my eczema podcast, go check that out. And if you have listened to it, you know that eczema has a lot to do with the liver and the gallbladder. So that just tells me that there was a ton of toxins that is stuck in his liver and his gallbladder causing him to have eczema, right? And then also as he got older, he was not hitting his milestones for speech. He had delayed speech. At one years old, he really wasn't talking much. Uh, He wasn't even really clapping. He wasn't waving. He, I mean, he had eye contact, like he could focus, he understood everything, but he was not clapping. He was not waving. He wasn't doing the hand hand things. He did do some sign language. He did more and he did milk, but that was it, right? He wasn't, I don't, at one years old, he wasn't even saying mama or dada. So I was concerned and that's when I eventually got him to a practitioner who does what I do and the first thing we found affecting his body was um, the byproducts 
the byproduct chemicals from the vaccines that he had uh, that was six months before that, right? So just because you stop giving vaccines doesn't mean that the toxins associated with those ones that you gave just like disappear, right? Those toxins will stay in the brain, uh, so much in the brain, especially for, for kids. They see so much in the brain, in the liver, in the gallbladder, in different organs. So it's really important that we get these toxins out of the body. And some people say to me, you know, like, aren't you scared about, you know, these communicable diseases if he doesn't have the, the, um, the vaccines? And no, I'm not scared, right? I'm not going to live in fear. Uh, living in fear is really bad for your health, right? So I don't want to think about horrible things all the time. I want to think about perfect and amazing things and how my child is so healthy and his immune system is so strong because it is. I mean, his he's been through a lot in his three years of life, but I would never change it for anything. And I went, it was really hard. I was in um, 2021 was probably the most rock bottom I've ever been in my life. And I, you know, I would cry and be like, why, God, why is this happening to us? But in hindsight, I, I mean, it's just been a journey for us. And I'm just, I'm grateful actually to have experienced that because if we never experienced that, I would have never been where I am today, right? So if you are struggling with, you know, hardship or health issue, just know that there is a reason for it. And you're just going to end up even better on the other side. So don't give up if you are struggling with something. Back to, um, you know, scared of these communicable diseases for, you know, not giving vaccines. In history, you will find that there are a lot of different toxins that were we were exposed to at the times of these communicable diseases, right? So let's say, let's take polio for an example. If you go back in history in the 1940s and 1950s, there was a big release of this pesticide called DDT. And this was, this is extremely, extremely toxic for the body. And it mimics the exact same symptoms of polio, right? The toxicity of this this is a pesticide. It mimics exactly the same symptoms of polio. So definitely go check out and do some research on that so you can uh, look for yourself and maybe you can ease how you feel about polio. But I'm, I'm not concerned at all about polio for my child. And then next, we're going to we'll talk about like measles, mumps, rubella. And, you know, these these are not like people are not dying from these diseases and like the immune system takes care of it and then you get better so um the mmr is a big shot that i find most kids who already have a heavy toxic load they really regress after this shot so i have a lot of parents that um come to me with their kids and they have um, maybe they think it's a vaccine injury or they're just want to do some kind of detoxing. Their child has delayed milestones, is not talking, right? I have a lot of kids who come to me when they're like three and they had all of their, you know, childhood vaccines and they're not talking. 
up to par and they've been in therapy a lot, speech therapy, OT, PT, and they're just not making the strides that the parents would see. So this is when we need to address the root cause, right? So speech is amazing. I think speech is, it's been so helpful. My, we do speech for my son just to help get him, you know, even with his, uh, you know, pronunciation of different sounds. And I think that for any developing child should have some kind of speech therapy. And so anyway, so I see that, you know, speech is great, but if we're not getting the brain to work properly, then I mean, it must be frustrating for the speech therapist because how are they going to get these kids to where they need to be if the brain is not functioning properly? So what we find is that the energy of the brain is extremely low and that's what causes the the children to not be able to hit their milestones, right? So hit their speech or maybe they're not making eye contact or, you know, maybe they're not responding to their name. So the earlier you start this process, the better the outcome will be, right? So I see people bring their like seven-year-old and eight-year-old to me. And yeah, absolutely, we can help that. But it's going to take longer than if they came to me when they were like two or three, right? Because the brain is still so much developing in those years. That is like crucial time to address what is going on in the body and how we can help that. I mean, there's like an epidemic of kids with sensory issues and speech delays and, you know, autism, ADHD, uh, even just like in um, emotional issues, right? These kids can't manage their emotions. And I find this is due to toxic load in the body. So these are the type of things uh, that I help with at, at our practice and address the root cause. Because if their child is struggling at the age of two or three, I mean, just imagine when they start going to school and then they're expected to do, you know, read books and do homework it's going to be really hard for them and frustrating, right? If they, they want to, it's just like they pot, they can't, they physically can't because their brain is not functioning to the proper level that it needs to because toxins are just bogging them down. So yeah, I mean, it's frustrating for the kids and then it's frustrating for the parents because they don't know what to do. Um, so this is what we do at our practice and I mean, it's amazing. The results that we see every single day is just unbelievable. The changing of kids' lives, family, making families' lives so much easier. They don't have to run to therapy three times a week. It's just really, really amazing to see these results. Next, we can talk about varicella, right? The varicella vaccine. Once again, I had chickenpox growing up and we lived. It was like itchy. We took, you know, baths. I'm pretty sure my mom put calamine lotion all over my body. I remember these do like chicken pox, uh, chicken pox parties so that everyone could get it and then like just get it over with. So yeah, so these things, people don't die from from these diseases, right? Chicken pox. Even if you look back to pertussis. So when I was working as a ER, pediatric ER nurse, we would have a lot of kids coming in for pertussis. and it's a cough, right? And we just treated it with antibiotics. So, I mean, once again, it's not something that I'm going to be fearful of, pertussis. Obviously, you want 
Um, you want to protect little babies from it. But once again, like when a baby's a newborn, they're not, you're not taking them out to the mall. Well, I hope you're not taking them out to the mall. Like you're staying home, you know, not being with a ton of people. So you should be protected from pertussis. So just, uh, I recommend, you know, just doing your research and um, especially before before pregnancy, so you have um, a backbone to stand on. I will put in the show notes some resources that you can check out in regards to the flu vaccine and also some uh, information about the ingredients in the vaccines so you can look at um you know so you can look at the ingredients and make an informed decision for yourself right so you need to decide for yourself what is best for you and your family so you want to take a look at that that is I'll put that also in the show notes and yeah and make sure that you are following me on Instagram I post a ton of information on Instagram um relating to this and just relating to kids health and just health in general and then if you would write a review for me if you are listening on apple podcast and if you would write a review for me i will send you a 20 dollar off coupon for anything in my supplement store so what you would do is you would just screenshot your review and you can send it to me as a message on Instagram. If you don't use Instagram, you can send me a message on Facebook and show me that you posted a review and I will send you a discount code for $20 off anything in my supplement store. So that is really great. You know, some supplements that help with kids after, you know, they had a vaccine and you notice some symptoms could be the heavy metal detox so I will post that link in the show notes. And then if you're struggling and you want help with your child's health, we do virtual uh, telehealth and in-person visits. So even if you're not in New Jersey, we can help you address the root cause of your or your child's health issues. So I'll put a link in the show notes so you can schedule an appointment. And if you are listening on, on Spotify, I don't believe you can write a review. But you can post in your stories and write a review about the episode or what you love about the podcast and send me that screenshot. And I will also give you a $20 off coupon to anything in my supplement store. So that is all for today. Thank you so much for listening. And I will see you on the next episode. Bye. If this podcast episode resonated with you, please share it with another mother or another family who's going through similar issues. And if you could please leave us a review and a rating, it would mean the world to me. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you on the next episode.